Wow, it's been a very long time. Missed you. Have you missed us? <laughs> Be sure to tell us in the chat where you're joining us from for this very exciting conversation. How we can lead by example on an everyday uh, basis in this ever-changing world. We're joined by a phenomenal speaker. His name is Muyiwa, but I will let him tell us more about himself welcome Muyua. so i was just introducing the platform to our audiences the storybook is basically in the business of telling stories of youth in africa with the focus of empowerment and uplifting mindsets changing mindsets shifting mindsets so we can think of life from a position of victory of abundance knowing that we can get this thing done so i'm excited to have a conversation about how youth in Africa can lead and lead well and lead boldly in this ever-changing world. I will hand over to Buyo to introduce himself, tell us where he's from and uh, share a bit about who he is. And please tell us in the chat where you're joining us from and what you're excited to discuss today. Okay. Right, thanks over again to with you. Um, my name is Buyo. I'm from Nigeria and I'm joining from Accra, Ghana today. So I'm a marketing and advertising expert, and I've been in the industry for over 12 years. Uh, my background was in the sciences, so I studied biochemistry to the master's level, and I was on my way to, to doing a PhD, uh, but marketing came calling. But I think the experience all in all has given me that analytical mind, and I bring that to my uh, job today. Speaking of, I work at uh, a marketing agency, Publicis Group. It's actually the second biggest in the world. I'm working out of the Accra hub, overseeing the Central and West Africa region. The director of digital and media for Publicis. Yes, that's my life in brief. Wow, I don't know where to begin because this seems like a, a very dynamic mix from Nigeria and then the background in biochemistry. Now you're in Ghana and leading a whole different sector. So how did you manage to bring it all together? Connecting with different regions yeah. and just fitting uh, in. I'll say one of my superpowers is to be able to spot patterns, uh, whether it's visually or in numbers. And it is that chaos and stumbling to fight my way and find myself. Different experiences are able to bring that and unless what's uh, my unique skill. From my childhood, I was always interested in helping people. I loved life. I loved biology. Um, I loved the study of like which was, which was what led to biochemistry. I was in a Red Cross, you know, it was interesting to me. I wasn't afraid of blood because <laughs> that was something to say, oh, if you're afraid of blood, then you wow. can't, can't go into the sciences, you can do medicine, you can do pharmacy. Really? I think my love for helping people helped me overcome my fear of blood and, and death. From that onset, more solution-minded, I, I looked for solutions rather than deep problems. When I'm faced with a challenge, I see the patterns. I try to see what can be added or what can be taken away to form something. So it's that pattern recognition that's, that comes to mind. Yeah. And so going into sciences and doing statistics, going yeah. into numerical analysis, I actually focused on neurochemistry because I was trying to okay. understand the mind, study how it works and perhaps find solutions and cures to psychosis. I published a paper actually in the Journal of Medicine for in Nigeria. I think we, we had come to an hypothesis, uh, something that we could use to mitigate um, psychosis and madness generally in the world. Yeah. And yeah. through school, 
I was trying to fend for myself, so I was supporting people with projects and helping people write the papers and doing research, buying and selling. Because oh, you need a laptop, you need a phone. I'll hook you up. I was just connecting. I was making money. I actually do this for real. What what is this? I didn't know what marketing was, right? Right. But I, I went through the ropes. I learned direct marketing skills. Um, I was in oil and gas, not related to advertising. Um, and then right. just transitioned into the advertising and marketing space. I'm like, I really want to know what's going on. So I followed through on that. And it's been a really interesting space. It keeps changing. As you know, humans keep changing. Our preferences keep changing. Our belief system, our exposure to technology gives us so much potential and, and um, bandwidth and, and also just power. The power is now in the hand of the consumer more than ever, right? right? So the marketers and advertisers right. really became a challenge for me to see what are the patterns, what is changing, what are the opportunities for us. And working across different brands and now across different countries and regions, it's even on a bigger scale, right? And I think that's what drives me every day, what keeps me going. Right. I love that. And to a great extent, I do admire the concept of walking into an area territory and having that zeal to look at the patterns, to look at the differences, the needs, the opportunities, as you've really mentioned. And even so, to be a people person, because people to a large extent, their priority is mm. not serving others. So I don't know if you've noticed this and you as a people person and knowing that life changes and you know leadership skills and requirements change by the environment, how have you been able to navigate just understanding different kinds of personalities, cultures, environments, and fit in there from a leadership perspective? This is just out of curiosity yeah. from what you've said. It's, I think fundamentally, the way we practice has changed over the years. Our understanding of what leadership should be has changed over the years. Um, before, it was about how right. much power or influence or authority you can wield. And the higher you go, the more you're able to wield right. power, authority, and influence. But it's starting to change and yeah. to be a more people-centered practice or act. It's about focusing on impacting people for change, for, for growth, for impact. And it's not so much as serving oneself, but the ultimate good, but people at the end of the day. I think in, in that sense, leadership is more people-centered today than it ever was. It used to be more about the bottom line. It used to be about the company or the organization. Focus is now more around the people and how we serve the people. That's really interesting. More people-centered and how we serve the people and not really moving from, you know, that top right. approach to the bottom. But looking at it from the community level now, flowing it upwards. I really like that. Don't you just love stories? Stories shape how we understand the world, our place in it, and our ability to change it. We are all products of our backgrounds, perceptions, and experiences, which all form how we interpret the world. So we all have unique stories to share. What are we without stories? If you're a sucker for inspirational stories, you'll feel right at home at The Storybook. We're a creative enterprise with a social purpose to inspire, educate, mentor, 
entertain and influence the youth in Africa to make informed decisions on their healing, growth, and development. Hey guys, if you've just joined us, we have Muyua from Ghana and he, <laughs> uh, sorry, from Nigeria. He's now in Ghana. <laughs> he's now in Ghana and he's talking to us about leadership. How to excel in leadership in an ever-changing world? How do you uh, stand out? So share with us in the chat where you're joining us from. And do let us know if you already have questions for him and he will address them. You are sharing with us how your experience has been making sure that you really scope out your environment and understand what opportunities are there and how you can take part in it and how putting the people at the center has helped you let's say stand out and ever be you know in an opportunity where you're seeking out how you can advance and this makes me think about the concept of servanthood in leadership and so in your own words and in your own experiences how have you seen the aspect of servant leadership that uh, we could allude it to perhaps putting the people in the center how have you seen it make an impact you feel free to give us yeah. a specific example so so like i said the focus is really now about the people because um you know different philosophies are coming up human study people management the same look our most valuable resource people and so we should mm-hmm. treat them with the respect and the value and the investment and so there's a lot of focus on on building that and so what that means is that the leaders have to adopt that principle and the, that philosophy we need to nurture we need to grow we need to serve our people to make uh, the most impact across our value chain across our business it's no longer about the tools it's no longer about the numbers there are people behind those numbers right that has pretty much changed how we do business today and with that increased focus and investments in people we are starting to see companies that do not just do well in the short term but they are here for the long term and they go from generation to generation it's just clear to see now there are examples to show when i got into my first leadership role in quotes I have a different point of view when it comes to leadership. I don't I don't think that leadership is a position, right? I believe that you can lead wherever you are. Right. But my first leadership role or my first uh, team lead role uh, specifically, I was at an agency and I had a team of about four people and it was pretty much green land, there was nothing. And I was given this mandate to grow that small unit into a business. First of all, it was my first experience, right? I knew I didn't have all the answers. I knew that I needed to work with my people and I knew that we needed to win together. This is me pitching and all that. I needed to empower my guys. And a few of them were greenhorns as well. I, they, they are just coming to the industry and they were trying to find their way. So I focused a lot on empowering people. So we had weekly trainings organized personally, invited speakers, invited trainers, did boot camps. I focused on people. A lot of them just rose to the challenge. Like, this guy believes in us so much. Even though we have no experience, right? He's allowing us to present and take a platform and have a voice. And it just, I saw them transform over a six months, one year period. And by the time I was leaving that business, we had completely not just grown our unit, our small unit, into a business of its own that's was now posting revenues and I was presented to the board. Now we had our own clients and then these guys were the ones that took over when I left, right? Because they, they now could stand on their own and they were leaders in their own right. Again, leaders. 
in the earth because we're leading from where they were. If you want to see transformational change, you have to lead with the concept of servant leadership. You need to serve your people. You need to get down and do the dirty work with them so they can learn how to be leaders themselves and serve others that when you're no longer there um, or even when you're there, right? It doesn't matter. You've changed them fundamentally. You've helped them grow character. You've also helped them acquire the skills they need to win. I endorse the concept that you're putting on the table now and I endorse it strongly because I sense that it's a concept that is really missing, especially among our youth. One, leading from where you are, as you've said it, and also getting down to do the dirty work. Because now there's, there's generally a sense of, um, should I say entitlement, where many people feel that, you know, as long as I have done my master's, I have training in this and this area, I deserve. The yeah. company owes me. And I do like how you rightfully say that leadership is not exactly a title. It's like a positioning, it's a mindset. Have you always felt like a leader? I know in the beginning you talked about since childhood, you felt inspired towards leadership and people. So have you always felt like a leader? And how does this impact how you share this with other people? Honestly, I didn't feel like a leader. When I was growing up, definition of a leader was a person on top and I, and I wasn't on top <laughs> right but oh, I was the guy that see. would stoop to help guy on the floor right I was the guy that would stay back to right. help finish that task reach out to my sick friend who hasn't been to school for two days I didn't see myself as a leader at all come to a place where I could lead myself I could know myself and then lead myself right so it, it wasn't a oh I'm a natural born leader nah not not at all <laughs> I like that approach. So you had to know yourself, how to lead yeah. yourself yes. and then lead others, right? It's like how people commonly say, you're not pouring out from an empty well. Your <laughs> well was full. It was brimming <laughs> with leadership yeah. skills and creativity when you uh, stepped up to the plate. That's great. So a lot of the young people, again, as I mentioned, beyond looking at leadership from an entitlement uh, perspective, there's also that mm -hmm. fear which you've mentioned in your past example. There's fear, there's worry that there are not good examples out there and it makes lots of people draw back from leadership. So how would you encourage young uh, women and even men to take up leadership, especially the concept of servanthood? What did you do to encourage the team that had a whole shift of mindset within six yeah. months? It starts with the mind, right? And it starts with our belief system, our understanding. Mm -hmm. I think that today's youth, they understand the first part of being a good leader, which is self, right? You need to master self, you need to know self. Know yourself, it's good. Find yourself, it's good. Know what you are good at, know what your strengths are, it's good. But then, if the purpose of all of that is to benefit the next person, is to serve the greater good, is to serve your communities, start with your family, your community, your organization, and your ring, your circle of influence starts to broaden. I think that's where the next step is, right? A lot of people just stop with self and they say they want to, I want to do me. It is me, 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 right? It's a selfies, it is. My advice would be, right. now that you have found yourself, if you are there, 
if you aren't there fine that's a good place to start start with self but like you said you can't give what you do not have but once you've got discipline once your character is right then you need to shine your light you don't light a, a candle and put it under the bed right you need to shine your light and help others find their way I mean it's beautiful to even listen to and you've said quite a lot that we sure we cannot unpack because the aspect of shining a light because you shine a light that you already have within you shining a light so you can guide the way for the others celebrate your joy being you seeing now them sure. reflecting that light it means that the impact has been made and uh one other thing that i caught i mean just being confident and okay with where you are because you have mentioned loneliness and i think this is one of the issues that challenges lots of the leaders and they drop the ball because being the first and the last to leave <laughs> there's no netflix on there <laughs> no netflix There's no, you know, sip and paint. There's yeah. no happy hour for a very long time. There's going to be lots of sacrifices. I love that you're a true testament of that. Look, leadership, <laughs> you're not going to die. It's fine. Bringing all this together, what are some of the things that you've had to unlearn as a leader or for you to succeed as a leader and you tell other people to unlearn? If it's a habit, mindset, you know, yeah. perception about leadership, which one of them is it? For me one of the first things I I needed to learn was on my habit of working alone. Okay. I'm kind of a perfectionist. Okay now. <laughs> Tell us your weaknesses. <laughs> And I used to feel like now nah, I can do that better. So I'd rather do it myself, right? Right. right. So I grew up doing stuff right. myself. Um I could watch others, learn from them and and do it. Better. So it took time letting go and letting others be part of final work. I had to learn to see beyond myself and uh, allow others to co-create with me. The trick is letting go of the power. What I realized I was holding on to the power and I wasn't helping others to become better or to be part of the whole. So I wasn't also letting myself to be part of the whole. What are the right. biggest things I had to overcome in my journey? You need to let go of the power to empower others. The letting go of the power to empower others. So how did you even get to the point where you want to hang on to the power? I know on my part at that time I was afraid that I would no longer have enough authority because now by other people being able to shine then it means that they can you know be yeah. the leader in the room but then with time i realized that it's deception because everyone is a leader in their own right and i can allow them to specialize i can delegate slowly i let that go and i emphasize <laughs> on slowly so how did you end up in that position of just wanting to hang on it wasn't because I wanted to hang on to power. It was because I didn't trust others to add to my work because I thought I could do it better. I started to see how this person's additional stroke or a blur adds to mine and I started to appreciate the whole um that was beyond my creation where I stopped and I saw how people could elevate that. Um because I was also driven with only to expand and grow my my impact if i wanted to reach more people if i wanted to live a legacy i realized i needed to work with others 
and I started to appreciate people's peculiarities and people's strengths and even their craziness. I look out for people that are different than me, right? I look out for that now <laughs> because I, I believe they're going to bring a unique perspective to what I do. And I enjoy it because now I see different ways of doing the same thing and it suddenly elevates my own output, right? So it's been great now. I actively seek those kind of experiences. I don't want to be at my own limit. I want to keep breaking my limits. And the only way to do that is to expose myself to different ways of doing it or seeing the world. So you've said quite a lot in that exposure to just make sure that you're breaking your limits. You don't hold yourself back, making sure that you are the one who's also being open to accepting yeah. people and embracing them. Well, I'm going to need a tutorial <laughs> on acceptance because I agree it can be quite a learning curve, especially when it comes to different cultures yeah. and genders, ensuring equality. But you beautifully put it because everyone is seeking to elevate, really. And because you're driven of yeah. course there are other driven people and it's just about us giving them opportunity i agree leadership is important and i back up the vision of wanting to shine your light from generation and empowering them to shine their light as well and empower others to shine their light so any last words of wisdom about embracing leadership Muiwa, that you'd like to share with the audiences well the greatest leaders are those that empower others by serving them and that is how you have the biggest and the most impactful transformation wherever you are whether it's your family your community your organization or the country for those who are planning to take over the world okay there's a question here all right so danny says enlightening perspectives and then we have a question from base indy how do you embrace mistakes and failure as a leader so that's a good question if you remind yourself that you're on a journey and this is not the end there will always be a next plan might not be the same platform it might not be the same opportunity even this is not the end you're still alive um and the next time you're going to do better because now you've seen how it can work better take the lesson and move forward be excited about the next time most likely you're going to do it better the next time and you feel good with yourself as well so guys, you have a very practical example. The mirror affirmations. We all said it. Look at yourself in the mirror and affirm yourself. Remind yourself that, hey, this is not the end. That just giving yourself grace and acceptance. You, you bring this up again, accepting the outcome, giving yourself the grace that you're going to do better. So there's your answer, Cindy. And to anyone else who was perhaps feeling shy to not address this issue. So thank you so much, Muyua, for your time. Thank you for your generosity and insights that I know you took quite a bit of time to think through and prepare a comprehensive response for us. So this is not the end. Uh, please tell the audience where they can find you on social media if you have a website. <laughs> I do not have a website. <laughs> but you can reach me on social media. Yes. Okay. Um, you are Aleph. That's two A's. We are Aleph. Across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. And I'll be looking forward to hearing from you guys. And thanks again for this opportunity with me. Uh, it's been a blast. Absolutely. And when I'm in uh, Ghana or Nigeria, I'll be sure to look for you so we can exchange more Definitely. On, on this topic. Come through. So be sure to connect with us on social media at the storybook underscore ENT on Instagram. The storybook ENT 
on Facebook at storybook underscore ENT on Twitter.